Blog Talk Radio. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on.
Merry Christmas. Luther Vandross, I love it, I love it, I love it. This is Rodney Smith in the air chair today wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. Uh, The title of our show today is simply Merry Christmas. And I started out with that song because it's so smooth and it sort of just gets me into the feeling puts me in the mood of Christmas, and I wanted to start the show off. They tell us when you're doing intros, it should be short, but I love Christmas music. It is my favorite music of all genres, and I could listen to Christmas music all year, but usually I just keep it to Christmas time to keep it special and gives me something to look forward to and enjoy once Christmas is near. And for me, the traditional Christmas season starts, uh, you could say, the evening of Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving. It's all the season of thanks. And I know I've been off the air for a couple of weeks. Many of you know I'm running for office, so it kind of keeps me busy, but I wanted to make sure that I was here today. So welcome to Our Own Voice Live, Our Own Voices Live with your host, Angela Thomas and Rodney Smith. As I said earlier, I'm in the air chair by myself today, and the title of our show is Merry Christmas. And before we get started with the show, let me tell you a little bit about Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live is a radio show featuring people and stories from our community in Las Vegas, the surrounding area, and someplace near you. America is the greatest country on earth due to its cultural diversity and not in spite of it. Our mission is to help bridge the cultural and ethnic divide in America by working together to build the greatest bridge in history to unite us. Some of the ways that we go about doing that is with, like, shows, Our Own Voices Live, the Christmas show. What better to unite many of us than Christmas? Christmas to me is, is about family. It's about reflection. It's about giving and not necessarily receiving, though there was a gift from those who have a religious belief that is the reason for the season. And I'm good with that. Uh, As a matter of fact, I like it. So we also do things like the gathering every Friday at the Westside Bistro, located at 710 West Lake Mead Boulevard inside of Nevada Partners. And that's where people get together here in Las Vegas and those who have visited Vegas to talk about things. Sometimes it's to talk about political issues, current events. People bring topics. I bring topics. But most importantly, we introduce ourselves to one another and we get to know one another and we break bread in doing it. And we just did that yesterday at PC's Barbecue Crib. And big shout out to Sharon for hosting us. We went in at 12 o'clock. And people came and went, and I stayed the whole time. And I didn't get out of there until 8.30, about 8.30 last night. And that was okay because I actually set aside my whole day. Big shout-out to uh, Dr. Theodore Ransall coming in from Michigan and spent some time with us at the gathering. Uh, I want to recognize Brother Louis Bruce, who this time last week was in the hospital and uh, not doing so well. And, uh, my, one of my Christmas 
gift wishes was for Louis to be home for Christmas, and he came to the gathering cause, because he came home in time for Christmas. So big shout-out to you, uh, Big Louis Bruce, stand-up comedian, veteran, uh, rideshare driver, and, you know, he does uh, his, his uh, uh, Facebook Lives to share information. So big shout-out to Louis Bruce for coming by the gathering yesterday. Uh, Patricia Martinelli-Price and her granddaughter, Astoria, came out. Vicenta Montoya came out for the first time yesterday. And uh, thank you so much, Vicenta, for coming out and sharing with us and allowing us to share with you. Uh, Ladella uh, came out, who's running for office. Richard Hart came out running for uh, office. Uh, what a blessing for those people who are aspiring to be our leaders to come out and share with us and get to know us. So thank you very much uh, for that. And others uh, came out. Brian Harris from the uh, Las Vegas Black Book uh, came out. You see, we just have a variety of people who come out. There's a couple that come out from California for Thanksgiving and for Christmas every year to TC's Barbecue Crib, and they shared some things with us. And I appreciate you all for being willing to join us and adding to our diversity. So, you know, I said Thanksgiving is a season of thanks, and for some maybe not so much, but for me it is. And it is a time of reflection, and uh, I hope that it is for you too. It gives us a time. It comes to around the end of the year, so it gives us a chance to think about, how did this year work for us? And we'll get more into that in our uh, New Year's show. But Christmas is, to me, a time of reflection. It's a time of unity, of coming together, families and friends. And one of the things I liked about yesterday's gathering is that we had uh, different faiths, different religious belief systems, different political parties. In a time of such division in our country today, we had libertarians, we had Democrats, we had nonpartisans. Uh, they're Republicans, conservatives, liberals, progressives, all under one roof, breaking bread and sharing together. That was an early Christmas gift answer. Reconciliation with old friends happened with me uh, yesterday, and uh, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Uh, sometimes things happen and separation occurs, but you know, this is a time of year, again, that sort of gives you an opportunity to reflect on what's truly important to you. What are your values? And so uh, friendship is very important to me. Kinship, uh, family is very important to me. And I got a chance to experience that yesterday. So today, you know, I could go, you know, we, we do the, uh, the third Saturday of each month. We do the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King statue cleanup there at the corner of Martin Luther King Boulevard and Cary Avenue, uh, right where North Las Vegas and Las Vegas converge, which I think is another unifying thing. It was a great location for the Dr. King statue and also to name the street. Uh, that's something that we do. Again, community and unity all in one. Uh, coming up January 13th, uh, right there at the Dr. King statue, we'll be doing the, I believe it's going to be the 10th annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Candlelight Vigil. Uh, so that's something that we'll ce celebrate, and I welcome you all to come out. We'll probably start around 4.30, so come on out and, and join us 
and reflect on that king as many reflect on their king that came into the world representative of the Christmas celebration. So be a part of it. Of course, happy Kwanzaa to everyone who celebrate Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, you know, there's multiple religious and faith beliefs that come at this time. We you know we just had the, you know, there's the whole the winter solstice is here. So big shout out to everybody, to those who believe in UFOs and to aliens, you know, happy whatever that is to you. Uh, this is a time of celebration, and let's celebrate life. Uh, there are many who may not get a chance to celebrate life because their life is no longer with them or because they're in a position where they're not cognizant and they're not aware. So I want to mention them and let us rejoice in the life that they have lived and let us remember uh, as they transition on if that is their destiny. So that's a little bit about who we are and, and what we try to do with Our Own Voices Live. And, of course, Our Own Voices Live digital uh, radio show comes from Our Own Voices, the print and digital magazine that we hope to get back in print uh, really soon in this new year because we talked about the various cultures that make up American. You know, people hear me talk about those things and talk about our diversity. And I know there's groups of people that think diversity is bad for America, but I say diversity is America. And without that diversity, there wouldn't be no America with the standing that it has enjoyed in the world today. It has been that shining city on the hill, the beacon of hope for so many for countless generations. Though we have not been perfect and we've had our faults, is that with a wonderful document called the Constitution, again, it's not perfect, but it's being made more perfect. You know, we have been an aspiration to so many. I want us to maintain that aspiration of what it is to be American and Americanism. Some people said, Rodney, you're running for office. What, what is your stance? And I said, my stance is on Americanism because I am for the values and principles that America is supposed to represent. And for those brothers and sisters that says that fall in short, there is no doubt we have to be realistic, but there is an opportunity for improvement. Let's get to work on improving it. And shows like this hopefully will improve it because hopefully it will bring us closer together as, as we share with one another. Uh, the title of our show today is simply Merry Christmas. And I wish you all a Merry Christmas, whatever that means to you in the positive. I wish that on you uh, today. Um, I, I said that maybe some folks can call in and share what your tr Christmas tradition is. Uh, for me, uh, my Christmas tradition has changed, and I would like to think evolved over the years, and I'll share a little bit about that later, but I would ask that folks, you know, call in at 347-826-9600, 347-826-9600. Uh, press the one on your keyboard or your keypad, and that will let me know that you want to talk. And, you know, share what your Christmas tradition is or, or your Christmas experience. What was your favorite Christmas toy did you get? How have you uh, changed how you celebrate Christmas from maybe Christmas to Maybe you gave gifts and you no longer give gifts, or maybe you give books or candy, or you just simply reflect. What is Christmas 
to you in the affirmative. And let's be affirmative. Let's be positive today. Uh, Let me read you a a little bit about what I thought the show would be about today. And first and foremost, it is Merry Christmas. Uh, On many of our past Christmas shows, we, and in Christmas shows in general, we like to discuss the meaning of Christmas and or the history of Christmas. Uh, we've, we've discussed things like what does a lump and shoe have to do with Christmas? And if you all know what that is, feel free to call. You can also go to Our Own Voices Live on Facebook to the event page, or just Our Own Voices Live on Facebook, and type, let us know, what does a lump of coal and shoes or socks, what does that have to do with Christmas? What is the meaning of the word Christmas? We've talked about the word Christmas, where it came from, and why do so many people say Xmas instead of Christmas? And remember there was a controversy uh, several years back about people saying Xmas versus Christmas, and we tried to educate people on where the Xmas came from. We discussed things like the Yuletide and Yulog. What does that mean, and where did it come from? Uh, why do we have a Christmas tree and the specific kind of tree? What's significant about that? Uh, many people have Christmas wreaths, and, and they put them over their door, over their mantelpiece. Why do they do that? Uh, when is it hung? Because there's actually a traditional time for it to be hung. There's also a traditional time for it to be taken down. We've talked about that Uh uh, we've talked about when should the Christmas tree come down? Because, yes, there is a specific time for that. Uh, you know that Santa used to have a black helper. And do you know what his name is? Because some countries still celebrate Santa and his helper, and his helper just happened to be a person of African descent. Uh, that's been controversial because of the whole thing about white faith. And then what was his status and what was his function? Uh, So, you know, Santa did have a black helper. Some people want to know about the nativity scene. And why is Christmas celebrated in December when, according to the scriptures from which we take this thing from, it seems more like it might have been in the springtime? Uh, You know, when was Christmas really? And who was the Christ in Christmas? Uh, this Christmas, I simply wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas and discuss what's your Christmas, uh, what Christmas traditions do you have? Once again, if you would like to share with us, give us a call at 347-826-9600, 347-826-9600, and press the number one on your keypad and, and share with us today. Uh, I see that we do have uh, some listeners out there, I get to see that on my nice, fancy uh, keyboard here. And, and thank you for joining us uh, today. Uh, we're going gonna to try not to keep you too long, cause, but I, I love Christmas. As I said, I love Christmas music. Uh, back, I'm from back east, and I remember as a child back on the farm walking into the backwoods and in the snow. We didn't get snow every Christmas, but occasionally we would get snow. And it does seem like because of the way we celebrate 
Christmas today that the snow makes it a little more Christmassy. And my brothers and, and my cousin, uh, we would we walked into the backwoods and we found what we thought would be that perfect Christmas tree. And we chopped it down and we drug it back to my grandmother's house where we all converged on Christmas. And we didn't have much, uh, comparatively speaking, to today. And many of you know my story. You know, we didn't have running water. We didn't have electricity. And, you know, we, we had a, a log in the, in the fire to generate heat. And after walking in all of that snow, we were happy to get back to that wood heater with that log in there. And we trimmed the tree. And in trimming the tree, my grandmother, we, we grew corn, and my grandmother had corn pre- prepared and waiting on us that we popped on the uh, wood heater. And then she took some thread and a needle, and she threaded that popcorn. And that popcorn and thread became the garland for the Christmas tree. And we were so happy, and it looked so nice to us. Uh we had things like that uh, just seemed so nice then. And what we got for Christmas, we had stockings, and in the stockings would be nuts, uh, whether it would be pecans or uh, we would have walnuts. And we would be so happy to munch on those walnuts while we were popping the popcorn and helping my grandmother trim the tree with the popcorn garland. And there wouldn't be many presents under the tree, but it was the fact that we had the tree and it was a celebratory time for us. I mean, it was very simple when I look back at it. And, you know, we didn't really go to the store that much, but for some reason, somehow, the grown-ups found a way to go to the tree, go to the store, and they would bring back fruit. And it was usually oranges, and tangerines. And it was something about tangerines because tangerines, they're shaped a little different than oranges, though they look similar and they have similar coloring. But the flavor was different. And we would sit around and we would peel and eat the tangerines, and it was so special because most of the stuff that we ate came from the farm. We didn't have oranges or tangerines on the farm, so it was a special treat to have those nuts and to eat those tangerines, to take two pecans or two walnuts, put them in our hands and try to crack the the shells, and then we would pick the nut out, the meat, and we we would eat it, and we would just be so excited. And because it snowed, my grandmother had collected the snow. And, you know, times were different in the early 60s. The air was cleaner where we were because there weren't that many cars in the first place. There was no factories around us. And she would go out and she would collect the snow and she would get a little bit of some type of cream and some some milk and I don't, I don't know what else she used, some, uh, some cinnamon and some, the right spices and some sugar. And my grandmother would make what we call snow cream. And that was our version of ice cream. And it was just so good and so sweet and so flavorful with the spice, and we were so happy to get it. That made for a Merry Christmas for us, 
sitting around the fire looking at the tree that we chopped down, the aroma of the pine from the tree, uh, the the flavor uh, of the tangerines, which we weren't used to, and the meat of the walnuts and the pecans and carols. and It was just a magical time. Do you have any magical times with your Christmas celebration? And when I moved to the city, when I moved to New York, Brooklyn, as a matter of fact, Christmas was different. To go downtown Brooklyn and to hear the Christmas music playing at the stores, to see the Salvation Army uh, folks out with the kettles and they would ring the bell, and I can hear the sound of the bell ringing now. And if you had some spare change or some dollars, you would put it in the kettle. And for us children, they would all, my mom would always make sure I had some. It wouldn't be that much, but it was something that I could say that I gave because Christmas is the season of giving. And though we may not have had a lot compared to many, we knew that we had more than many. And so we would always try to give a little bit in the Salvation Army because they would put our little bit with other people's little bits, and then that would create a lot, do so much more with for folks who were in need that we might never know or, or see. And I, I remember that, and even to this day, I don't get to see the folks out there with the bell and uh, with the kettle too much anymore, but when I do, I try to always uh, have some change or, or some dollars to put in there. Uh, and, and I feel good when I do it. Some people say, oh, well, that's your way of getting rid of guilt. Maybe it is. But I know from the time I was a child and the first time I seen it and I heard the bell ringers, it made me feel good to do it, and I like to do it today. Do you all uh, donate any to those kettlebell ringers? Do you even have them where you are? Maybe you've been one. What was that experience like? And, you know, in the Northeast, it would be cold, and you know, we would have snow, and sometimes the ground would be frozen, but they would still be out there conducting their mission for something more than them. And that touched me that they would do it as a little child. It was inspiring, actually. And, and again, it was another one of those reminders of what the season was all about. It's the season of gift-giving, and it is the season of receiving a gift. And I don't want to just take the religion totally out of it because it is a religious holiday in most places in the world. Uh, in America, we also celebrate Kwanzaa. Some people celebrate Hanukkah. My tradition has been the Christmas tradition, but we also have merged uh, Kwanzaa into this time of year. And I celebrate uh, the idea of Hanukkah and other belief systems because they're not, though they may not be mine, I respect that other people have it. I think it's important that we have something that we celebrate. Uh, once again, you're listening to Our Own, Our Own Voices Live. The title of our show today is Merry Christmas. Luther Vandross started us out, and I listened to the whole song. But like I said, I could play Christmas songs all year. Back home, my grandmother would sing the Christmas carols, which were really oftentimes hymns out of the Bible. She would sing them. Uh, one of my favorite Christmas uh, albums, though, once I got to New York and discovered electricity, 
I like Mahaya Jackson, and she sang uh, what some people say, gospel Christmas songs, Christmas carols. I loved them, and that was one of my favorite albums. And when we transitioned from albums to CDs, I, I tried to replace every Christmas album with a Christmas CD. And, and every year, it was sort of a tradition for my family, for me, once I became an adult and had my own family, was to get a new Christmas CD, and we would listen to it as a family. And my, my children have also developed a love of Christmas music, and I'm happy that they did because it would put me in the mood of the season sometimes even if I wasn't in the mood. And I remember in the early years of my life that I was starting out with family, and I didn't have much money. As a matter of fact, I remember all I had was enough money, I think, to buy a candy bar and to give a gift of Genate uh, bath oil, really bath water. It was a lemon-scented uh, fragrance, and that's all I had the money to give. But what was so special about it was that the receiver received it as just as it was meant, as a gift. And maybe it meant even more because that's all I had to give and to spend time. And I'm hoping to spend time with somebody on Christmas and just share and, and reflect and talk uh, became a part of my tradition. I mean, growing up, I would, I would get gifts, and I enjoyed it. My, my Aunt Evelyn, she would give some of the best Christmas gifts. They were all good, but uh, and Aunt Evelyn was – you know, we kind of thought of her as being mean, and she was very stern, but she was loving, and I considered her my third mother, and my Aunt Evelyn would always give, you know, a little more expensive gifts. You know, I, I remember she gave me a necklace one year, and it was a necklace of, of an apple. And I never asked her what the meaning of it was, but it was had a black sort of peel, and then it had a gold inside. And I still remember that gift to this day. Uh, I was into martial arts as a child, and I remember getting a very simple necklace of yin and yang, and uh, I cherished that necklace. I remember my grandmother, who raised me back on the farm, she gave me a gift of socks. Matter of fact, I don't know if it was even two pairs of socks, but I know it was a pair of socks, at least a pair of socks. And it wasn't, at the time, my favorite gift, but it became a favorite gift because it was from my grandmother. And I remember when I was going to college, I lived with my grandmother for a, a little bit uh, going to college. And I remember that year because I was grown, you know, I'd moved out of the home. I left uh, home early. I think I was 17 and I was in college, called myself being an adult living with my grandmother, left my mother's house living with my grandmother. Somehow to me, that was being an adult. But it was a transition, no doubt. And so I didn't get the the tree full of gifts from my aunts and my mom and all of that. And I remember that Christmas under the tree, my, my grandmother had a gift under the tree for me. And when I opened it, it was a pair of socks. And, you know, over the years, and, I, and I, I'm actually getting a little emotional, believe it or not, but over the years, the thought of that gift of socks has come to me more and more to me. 
I have gotten many gifts throughout the years. I got Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Uh, I think it was called Battle Tops. I'm not sure if that was the exact name. Uh, beautiful gifts. I got the Dunkin' Butterfly Yo-Yo uh, one year where I could do the sleepers and around the world. And, you know, I think it was called Rock the Boat or Rock the Baby. You know, I could do those tricks with it. And I loved that. And then one year I got the one that even glowed. And, you know, you would make it sleep and you could call it walking the dog. I actually, I remember that. I got a, a HO Aurora, I think it was Aurora, Aurora Racetrack, electric racetrack one year. I even got the little hockey game that uh, the uh, board vibrated, I think just a little bit, and it had it almost was like foosball, but it was hockey. I, I got one of those one year. Hey, let's not forget that Hot Wheels, yes, I did have a Hot Wheels racetrack. But as time went by and we went from the just plain Aurora uh, electric car race set, racetrack to the A, I think it was the AFX electric uh, racetrack with cars. And they were a little faster. Remember they had the little metal uh, pieces hanging down that uh, went onto the racetrack and it was all through the racetrack and that's how it it, uh, the electrical power was transferred to the car. It had little brushes. Well, the Aurora cars, they were brass uh, little uh, conducting pads underneath, and it had brass bushings or springs. Uh, but in the AFX cars, what gave, they made them go faster. They had, uh, uh, I think it was aluminum or maybe it was even steel, but it was something that, uh, and it had the the, the spring uh, that instead of it being cop excuse me copper it was some some type of shiny silvery I used to call it silver I don't know if that's what it actually was and it made the cars go fast and if you went around the curves too fast sometimes because it had like little slots in right in the middle of the car and you would put that in the track and then you had the little two pads underneath of it that conducted the current to the car and you had the controllers and they were kind of like little pistols and you would hold them and then the AFX cars actually had a little uh, steering wheel that increased the speed. You could not tell me nothing and my brother my oldest brother was six years older than me so we didn't really have a lot to do time together. His gifts were of a different nature uh, but the me baby, the middle brother, uh, now my surviving oldest brother, he and I are uh, a little over two years apart, I believe. And uh, so we would, we might fight off and on all year or right before Christmas or whatever. But on Christmas Day, if not before, we made up. And either he would wake me up or I would wake him up because in our house, our tradition was after twelve on at after twelve oh one on December twenty fifth, we could open our toys. Uh, that became our tradition. So if we woke up at twelve oh one, we could open toys. Now in our family, in our house, like I said, it was a family time, and we had a feast. And in our feast, it was almost the same meal that we had at Thanksgiving we would have on Christmas, Christmas Day. 
Now, I don't do that today, but that was my tradition growing up. So the house would be smelling good, and, you know, there was the turkey. Yes, we had a turkey all over again. Uh, we had cranberry sauce, which I loved, and the stuffing or dressing, depending whether you're from the north or the south. I'm from both. And we would have that, the greens, and the ham. And my mother, when she would bake the ham, and I know many of you may not eat pork today, and I don't eat as much as I used to, but I, so I, still, eat, I still eat pork on occasion. She would bake that ham, and she would glaze it, and she would get pineapples. And she would put toothpicks through the pineapples to, hold, to affix the, the, the circular pineapple slices to the ham. And sometimes she might even put cherries on it. And it kind of gave the ham a little extra sweetness, and it gave it a slightly different aroma when it was baking. I can, I can actually taste it, and I can smell it right now. Uh, my, my mother is no longer with us now, but uh, she's in my She's a part of me and uh, the sin and the aroma of her cooking and thinking about that, that ham is I can, I could, I don't even have to close my eyes and I can see it. Do you guys have any memories like that? Uh, the, maybe the women or it could be the men or the women uh, in the kitchen cooking and the noise of the pot. I still can remember the sounds of the pot, the clamor in the kitchen, the, the laughing, the, the humming, I still remember that. I still remember the family coming over, Aunt Sarah and Uncle Lee, and we'd have this big dinner, and Uncle Lee was the eldest male of the family, so he would always sit at the head of the table. And he would be the one who would cut the turkey. And, uh, you know, just the sight of that. Uh, traditions, you know, all traditions are not bad. And I like the tradition that that brings about because I said if there was no Christmas, what would we do on this day? And would we have the, the family time? Would we set time uh, aside to reflect? And as I said, my Christmas tradition has changed. And then it went from more uh, gift giving of toys and things to clothes, more things that was needed versus just wanted. And then it transitioned to books because I, I love books and I thought that books were powerful and I thought that books were one of the most powerful things in the world. So I started giving more books and hoping that I would see more books at Christmas time. So I thought what better time than to edify another or oneself than at Christmas time. And as I continue to mature in life and grow and evolve. Christmas, the religious significance of Christmas became more important. And I started looking up. Christmas is actually, uh, it's like a portmanteau of Christ and Mass. Because in the Catholic tradition, it was, the, you know, there was a Mass for Christ, Christ Mass, Christmas. And so I got to understand those things and understand. I, I talked about there was a controversy with you using Xmas versus saying Christmas. And X was sort of like the classified way back in the day of giving reference to you were a Christian uh, so that the Roman soldiers and others who may have been against it wouldn't be able to attack you and people would celebrate uh, Christmas uh, privately, secretly, uh, go in the upper room, and there's songs about the upper room. 
So those things that important to know the history of these things, because if you don't, then people can change it into something that maybe it wasn't that's negative, whereas when you know what it really means, you can enjoy it and maybe even educate others on what these traditions mean. Uh, why do we have the Christmas tree, and why is it that special tree? Because there probably was no Christmas tree during the nativity, and, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Well, it's, it's actually Christmas takes in a lot of traditions from pagan beliefs, whether it's Norse beliefs with the Christmas tree, and others. Uh, why do we have eggnog at Christmas time? And, and what does nog mean? And nog was a sort of uh, mixture of, of alcohol and uh, egg and, and milk or cream uh, back in the day. Uh, oftentimes mixed with beer, later became brandy or, or whiskey. So we got eggnog because they would put egg in it. And those became, you know, a lot of people heated heat it up and it, it warmed your body. So in sitting around the Yule log, uh, you could warm up Yule being another one of those traditions that's been added to Christmas because there probably was no Yule log during the nativity. Uh and you tied uh, those types of things. What, what do they come from? And, you know, now the you log, instead of something that you put in the uh, uh, fireplace, is something that you may put in the oven and eat it. Uh, so uh, because, you know, it's the, the, again, the Nordic tradition was, you know, we, we had this whole winter solstice thing that, we're just going through. So that's really where the, the Yule Law came from. Uh, then from the Nordic person, uh, people, it came through uh, Germany. And as you know, we have a lot of things associated with Germany. A lot of our language comes from the German language. Uh, the Yule Law, we call it a log, but originally it was the, the whole tree. And it was a tree, like I said, when I, we went to get the Christmas tree, it was one that you specially chose. And you would take the, the end of the tree, the, the, the log, the you, and you would put that into the fireplace. And then the rest of the tree would be up and it would give aroma. And, you know, it, the fire would light up the room uh, when you put it in, into the fireplace or, or the hearth and you would get that warmth. Uh, it was a lighting process, uh, cleansing of hands. You know, there's so many traditions that have got away from us. And I, I like that we pay attention to this uh, because whether you agree with them or not, it is a, a part of what we do. And so today, many people have a, some type of chocolate log-style cake the the Yule log, um, even the word Yule tide, uh, many people use that as a phrase. Well, again, that wasn't necessarily have anything to do with the nativity per se, but it is something that eventually became a part of it. Uh, and it's really just a period of time sort of to celebrate the pre-Christmas, kind of like the 12 days of Christmas, again, 
it's associated with with the uh, winter solstice, which really was a pagan religion. So then you wonder, well, how did all of this pagan stuff get into what we consider a Christian religion today? Well, it is what happened over the course of time. And some people think it's terrible. Some people love the idea of it. So it's really whatever your preference is. It's, it's up to the individual to decide how they celebrate and make the meaning what they want it to be. So all of those things are Christmas and so much more. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the discovery. Uh, you know, we, we have the three wise men at Christmas. and We all know the, the story of those three wise men uh, coming from the east and how they're met with Herod, and King Herod is trying to find out where is this Christ child because he wants to to kill the Christ child. And these three wise men who supposedly follow this star to the nativity, to Galilee, this poor city, and to worship their what they believe their Lord and Savior. And as a child, I wondered, well, if this is a Christian holiday, why did these people from the East, from India, from Arabia, from Persia, why were they coming to celebrate it? And then, of course, according to the Christmas story, well, the Christ was the king of kings. So the kings from the various places of prominence in the world at the time had this symbol that they followed for who knows how long, and it brought them, and they realized that King Herod his plan as the angel had spoken to them and they sort of tricked king, the king and they go and they to this manger where they find this, this baby and they offered uh, frankincense and, and myrrh and some people, well, what's the significance of the frankincense other than it was an expensive uh, commodity at the time, but frankincense and myrrh, actually is a natural uh, ooh, uh, anti, uh, antimicrobial. So if you uh, used it, it was a way to cleanse. So this Christ child now could be cleansed with the, this frankincense and myrrh and the, and the aroma. So all of these things play into it. We sing these songs and we have these celebrations. But do you know what you're saying and do you know from where it came from and its significance how does it come into what we do today? Uh, you know, according to the nativity, the Christ child was a gift of the Holy Father to the world. And it, rec- it was a redemption. And with his life, it was for God to embody uh, a human so that we could more identify with this person. And as they suffered, that they, we knew that they knew what we felt. And we could see how this person conducted themselves as they suffered and then ultimately made the ultimate sacrifice because even to this day, the giving of one, one's life, and particularly if you gave up your son, because the son was how the family line uh, continued, and that was the transfer of wealth, that it was a really big deal. And so there's significance, the symbology in it, for those who may not go for a literal meaning, I would say the symbology of a lot of what Christmas represents by itself, if you remove the religion from it, is important. Um, 
do you and how do you celebrate Christmas and what does it mean to you? Uh, my tradition today is not necessarily gift giving, though I, I will do it. And, of course, I don't mind receiving gifts. Uh, this year is not much gift giving. As a matter of fact, it will probably be none as far as tangible things. What I've developed into is a tradition of reading the Christmas story. And whoever, whatever family members converge into my house, we will find as many references in the Bible that deal with the Christmas story. And in turn, we will simply just sit around the Christmas tree and we'll read those stories. And if there, if there wasn't even a gift under the Christmas tree, we become the gift. The story becomes the gift. And we give it to each other, and then we receive it from one another. And that becomes our Christmas celebration. We don't, I don't do the big dinner anymore. I like the big dinner, but that's not what we do. What we actually do is a breakfast, uh, and maybe the various family members will cook their specialty breakfast item. And we just simply sit down and we have we lounge around a lot on Christmas Day, I put it to you like that. And I try to call people and I get a lot of Facebook, social media messages. I try to respond to as many of them as I can. I get phone calls, I try to give phone calls. I don't really do cards that much anymore, even though I like cards. But, you know, I I've just sort of gotten I've gotten away from those. So this year it's really just reflecting on the reason for the season and I look forward tell you how much I look forward to sitting around reading the Christmas story, uh, having the breakfast, lounging in my PJs. One day I may wear PJs and uh, munching on, cook, cook a lot of, I mean, I'm talking maybe pancakes, waffles, French toast. I know you don't need all three, but that's what I'll do. Uh, bacon, the, the round sausage, yeah, pork again, I know. And uh, eggs, scrambled or fried, uh, grits, oh, my goodness, love me some grits. Who would have thought that grits on Christmas would replace turkey? But that's, that's what I do. May not have a ham, may not even have dinner. Just go back and eat more breakfast food because breakfast is the first meal, and Christmas represents a lot of first things to me, and I, I can eat and I can reflect and this is truly a time of the year when if I've done anything to maybe a person or maybe I, I didn't say something the right way or maybe I missed a meeting, you know, I ask for forgiveness. I, I try to do as best as I can, and I fall short. And I know to me it may sound okay, but to you maybe it doesn't. Uh, Maybe you wanted me to do this thing versus that thing or no thing, and I did something totally different than what you expected or wanted, or maybe I even said I would do it. I just didn't do it for whatever reason. I apologize. I like to think of Christmas time as a time where we can set aside our differences. And at the gathering yesterday to see people who are oftentimes on social media on opposing sides of the political debate, to be able to for the length of the meeting, 
to set those differences aside, I mean, not stop being who they are, but they were not contentious. Well, that was actually a gift to me, and I was very thankful that they shared that gift of peace with one another. Uh, That was an early Christmas present. It was politics without the strife, without the vitriol, and I loved it. What is Christmas to you? 347-826-9600, How do you celebrate Christmas? Uh, is it any different today than it was last year or last decade or when you were growing up? What was? Do you remember that favorite Christmas gift? I talked about that pair of socks that I got. Love that pair of socks. I think about how long I wore that pair of socks. And of the many Christmas gifts I had, how meaningful that pair of socks was. And if you never know what to get someone and you're short on funds, give them a pair of socks. Give them some T-shirts, a pack of T-shirts. You know, they don't cost that much. And I realize that if you don't have that much, even what some people might consider a little bit is still a lot. Well, maybe they'll appreciate it then. Or maybe they will grow to appreciate it later because they knew that's what you had, that's what you knew, so that's what you gave. And you got use out of it because every day that I would put on those socks, I would think about my grandmother and that gift of socks. My son gave me a book, and when I read that book, when I touch it, when I see it, it reminds me of him. And sometimes Christmas is not just the one day because of the gifts. You get to have Christmas every time and every day that whatever that gift was that you received, whether it was something tangible or whether it's the memory of sitting around reading the Christmas story, it's that something that you can look at fondly. And, again, it's unifying us. My Christmas gift, my Christmas wish, for 2017, I received some of them already. One of them is so that we could, people could gather together and they could have political discourse without the mean-spiritedness that is often exhibited, where we can have a marketplace of ideas versus of one-upmanship. I had that yesterday. And, and I thank the people who were there. Uh, there's some people who our relationships have been strained. And I claim if there has to be fault, I accept the blame. But thank you all for looking past my shortcomings and looking at my heart, which I believe you see is what it is versus what maybe my actions or my words were. Thank you for that gift, because that was a gift to me. To the heavens, for Big Louie making it through his hospital stay, where he said that they were thinking about, you know, it could have been his last moment. I pray and remember the people who are still in the hospital. Uh, I pray for Alice Holmes McCoy. I don't know what her status is, but I know she was very ill, and she was a member of the gathering. I I pray uh, peace and comfort 
for her as well as her family. For Edwin Nichols, who's been a member of the gathering for years and who has been in the hospital, I pray peace and comfort to him. And I, I hope I'll find out what his status is. For those who may be home and are ill or are not well, be it mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, whatever it is, I hope that you receive the gift of health. For those who are beset with the negativity in the world of politics, which is sort of spread out into so many other areas, I hope that we can think of love a little bit more, love of our neighbors. Hopefully we'll get to know our neighbors. That's the Christmas wish that, that I have, that as we proceed in this political season, that we will be more like we were yesterday at the gathering, having a willingness to set aside our differences and focus on what we have in common. Because, you know, if you just focus on our differences, then we don't move forward. We don't achieve. We don't accomplish anything. But when you focus on what we have in common, you can now accomplish something. And together we can accomplish more than a part. And our country needs us to accomplish things. And let us look past the political discourse and rhetoric and look at us as humans, as our brothers and our sisters, though we may not speak the same, though we may not look alike. Let this 2017 be a Christmas of reconciliation. Imagine how powerful and how much better we would be and how much less stress we would have, which less stress creates greater health. That's my Christmas wish. Yes, I'm running for office, and yes, I need donations. Hopefully you'll have some money left over after Christmas that you can donate uh, to my campaign. And as the year progresses, people have asked me, why am I running for this office? Why not running for that office? I pray for guidance on how to move and how to run and how to best represent you because I'm running for you, not for me, for that little baby who's in your arms and, or who's yet to be born. That's why I'm running. And I pray that I never forget that that's why I'm running so I can focus on making things better versus how to one-up my political rivals or this party versus that party. That's very important to me, and I hope it's important to you, that we see each other as Americans. We see each other as human beings. Let's start there. That's my Christmas, that's my Christmas wish, a Christmas of reconciliation, a Christmas of forgiveness, a Christmas of unity, a Christmas of brotherly and sisterly love, some people say, well, Rodney, those are all nice, but that's not reality. And I say, if we can't think of it, then we can do it and we can achieve it, thinking that I want this Christmas to be a time where we look past our faults because we all have them. But let's look at our gifts and our talents, the goodness that we have, the goodness that we bring, the goodness that we give, and let's focus on that. Let that be a Christmas gift to someone whether it's a coworker, maybe it's a former friend and you guys had a falling out, uh, a former girlfriend, and now you want to make up. Christmas time is a great time for making up. Uh, 
Maybe you don't have a lot of money this year. Well, Christmas was really never about the money. As a matter of fact, Santa Claus, as we know him today, yes, he comes from a tradition of turkey, uh, Santa Claus. As we see him today, the jolly round fella with the rosy cheeks, that wasn't original Santa Claus. The original Santa Claus was a brown person, obviously from Turkey, the dark hair. But it was Coca-Cola that had a lot to do with how we see Santa Claus today. Uh, it was the card company, a Hallmark, that in conjunction with Coca-Cola that gave us the image of Santa Claus, the Santa Claus that we have today. Money drove the creation of Christmas as we celebrate it today with more store-bought gifts than how about those hand-bought gifts. Can you imagine? Remember in school, and I don't know if young people do it today, but remember in school on holidays and Christmas, you made Christmas cards that you gave to your mother and or father. Remember that, your grandparents? Well, most people buy cards today. Can you imagine what Christmas would be like if we went back to making gifts by hand? I mean, I, I'm not saying I do it. It's just something that I aspire to do. And can you imagine getting that card in the mail of somebody? It may not look all fancy and everything, but, you know, we have technology and uh, a lot of apps on our phones that can probably help us make some pretty decent-looking cards. But, and that's okay, too. But how about the hand-drawn, painted, colored cards? Or it's word that you give to someone. How about a Christmas like that? I'm not saying don't give tangible gifts. That's okay. How about calling someone that you haven't talked to in a long time? Maybe you've been thinking about calling them for whatever reason you didn't. And now you call them. And even if you just say, hi, how are you? I've been thinking about you. Merry Christmas. Merry Xmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever it is. Happy winter solstice. Happy alien arrival. <laughs> it, it could be something like that. My Christmas present today, as I said, at the gathering, people of different uh, religious faiths, belief systems, political party affiliations came out, and we focused on what we had in common, and we set aside a difference. That proves to me that we can do it. Let's see how we can do it more than just at Christmas time. But that is my gift, that we go through this coming year, this, this coming season, with less hatefulness towards one another because we have a different political ideology. Instead of looking for that difference, let's look for that commonality, that sameness that gives us oneness. Remember in America, e pluribus unum, out of many one. That's the diversity piece that I talked about earlier, is that it was the diversity of America that made it accelerate its maturation as a country and that became and still is now the only superpower in the world. Let's think about how we can make it better, not what we can take away from others, but how we can use the bounty of what we have in America to benefit others who may have less, not how to take away from them and give to those who have, and not necessarily to take away from the have, because there's so much out there that you don't have to take away from anyone so that others can have. That's the beauty of this country. And even as I run for office, 
that's sort of my message is this is not about taking as the season of Christmas is this is about giving. This is about why is it that we have a infant mortality rate that's higher than most developed countries in the world and we're America. We don't have to be that way. Why is it that our life expectancy in America has gone down two years in a row? You see, I say that we should be embarrassed by it, but let's figure out why it is and let's do what's necessary to increase our life expectancy. We have the technology. You know, I want to talk about the things that we can do to improve ourselves, to improve ourselves, our individual health. How about let's start there? How can we become healthier physically and emotionally, intellectually, spiritually? How can we do that? A lot of times the things that we can use to do that cost little money or in some cases no money. Let's talk about those types of things. Let's focus on that. When someone says something that we feel slights us, but before they've been or we've liked them, let's not focus on the negative. Let's look at the affirmative, the positive. That's how we move ourselves forward. Think about the time that's spent when we argue and we bicker, when we separate ourselves from one another versus figuring out ways to join together. Think about what we could have done and how much healthier and wealthier our lives would be figuratively and literally if we did that. That's what I want for Christmas, not just for myself, but for us as Americans, really for the world. And let us again remember that newborn child that didn't ask to come into this world and those still baking. The world are we making for them? Will it be a world that's full of love and joy and giving like at Christmas time, you time, or will it be something less? You see, I believe it can be just what we have today. Maybe not at this intensity, but we can strive for it to be this intensity of Christmas time. So the title of our show today was simply Merry Christmas, and I talk about your tradition. My tradition now is simply to read the Christmas story and reflect on the reason for the season, but also take in other traditions like Kwanzaa and, and other things and really reflect on people. How can we build together? How can we move forward together? How can we reconcile our differences and focus on our commonality? I said Many of our Christmas shows, we discussed the meaning of Christmas and or the history of Christmas, and we did some of that today. We have discussed the things like what does a lump of coal and shoes have to do with Christmas? What part of the world did that come from? The lump of coal meant that you really weren't, you know, you didn't do too well that year. And it was oftentimes put in shoes, so people would leave their shoes out. Shoes is transitioned to stockings, and now the stockings are hung over the fireplace. Uh, what is the meaning of the word Christmas and where did it come from? And we talked about it was a portmanteau of Christ's mass from more of a Catholic tradition. Why do some people say Xmas versus Christmas? And we talked about the contra controversy that surrounded it some years back and X being the Greek letter for uh, character for Christ. And that was a way that those, you know, the language of Christians back then was, I believe it's pronounced Keone, 
Greek, and that was the symbol for Christ. So X, Xmas, Christmas, Xmas, Xmas, Christmas. We discussed the U tile and the U log, and you know that it was basically a particular type of tree that was bought in, and that the, basically the stump of it was cut off, and it was put into the fireplace, and it lit up, and it the tree, you know, you had the tree left, and you trim the tree. Uh, and it was a specific type of tree because that prevented basically evil spirits. Uh, why do we have uh, a, a Christmas wreath? And why is it put outside the door or hung over the mantelpiece? What is it made of? And it's usually a fern or a fir tree or something of, a, of that nature, also from the Norris uh, mythology. And you put it up actually on Christmas Eve. It's when you, you, and you made the Christmas wreath and you put it up on Christmas Eve. It normally wasn't up as long as we have it up today, but it's just a tradition. And then you took that and the Christmas tree down on January 6th. Did you know that? There was a specific time for taking down the Christmas stuff, a religious uh, concept. The January 6th represents epiphany. And that ended the 12 days of Christmas. Did you know that? And so you would take those things down. Uh, there was the king cake that often was made during the 12 uh, days, the celebration of Christmas. Uh, we talked about that a little bit. And the you log today, instead of it being something that you put in the fireplace, is now something that you put in the oven oftentimes a chocolate cake shaped as a log, the Yule log or the Yule cake, the Christmas cake. Later, move to the, the king cake for New Year. Uh, we talked about uh, the, some of my traditions of Christmas, and I asked, what type of traditions do you have? Did you celebrate as a child? Or what type of uh, Christmas traditions has that celebration evolved into as any, an adult? So those are some of the things that we talked about. It. I, I hope that you all will embrace the Christmas celebration, uh, the many that there are. Maybe you'll make some new ones because before we had the Christmas traditions that we, had, that we have today, Somebody had to make it. Maybe it benefits or it better suits your environment, your family, your lifestyle. But never forget the traditional reason for the season of the Christ and Christmas. And that it's about people. It's not necessarily about the gifts. And you can give someone something simply a thank you, a hello. How are you today? A visit. Maybe someone's sick and shut in and you get a chance to somebody you haven't seen them in a long time. That's a gift too. And I'm sure it would be appreciated. Maybe you have military family members or friends or coworkers that are deployed someplace in the world now. Or maybe their family members are a little lonesome because they don't have their family member to celebrate this family time of year with. Maybe you can be a part of their family or at least call them and say hi. Uh, suicides are very high this time of year in the military and society in general. 
This is a time where maybe you can surprise someone and uplift their spirit. See, see, how, see how you can make Christmas into a lot of what best fits the need of the moment and how you can benefit someone, not necessarily with money or physical gifts, even though that's fine if you can and you want to, but it doesn't have to be. I suppose if I wanted a tangible gift for this Christmas in the traditional sense of under the tree, I would like to have a, a Fitbit because mine broke. And it, I sort of held on to it for so long because my mother used it. And my mother and I used to walk when she lived with me, and she's transitioned onward now. And that Fitbit was a reminder, but she also reminds me that I have to move on with my life. So when I go walking, I often think about my mother, and I think about other people. I think about other things as well. But I think about my mother because we walk together, and I think about that Fitbit. So it's time for me to get a Fitbit. I think about the fact that I have health. I'm in reasonably good health. I'm still trying to shed body fat, as always, and I have goals. I'm, I'm headed there. And I'm also trying, you know, my Christmas gift to myself this year is to keep walking and not pick up as much weight as I normally do in the Christmas season and to maybe inspire someone else to walk when every Monday I post and I went out walking can be at Christmas or it can be at other times, and it could be as simply letting someone know that you're doing something for yourself that they could benefit from because maybe it inspires them. I said earlier that I love Christmas music, and I could play it year-round, but I don't because I like to have that specialness of usually right after the Thanksgiving meal, and I start playing Christmas songs, and I'll play Christmas songs all the way through January 6th. So as I've shared my Christmas traditions with you and talked about some of the meaning of the symbols of Christmas and symbols are important, I hope that maybe you learned something today. I hope that maybe whatever malice that may have been in your heart towards someone else and especially involving politics and parties, that we can focus on the person and what we need to do to reconcile. I've had a reconciliation in my life, and I can tell you it was beautiful. I'm inspired. I want more of it. I want to do more to get more of it. I want to give more of me to have more. I know I won't be perfect, but I still strive for it. What are you striving for? I want to be the peacemaker. I want to help bring progress. I want to be the, the barrier destroyer. Things that I want for Christmas to carry on throughout the year. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to our show today. It was simply titled Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I hope that some of the things that we said touched you however it did in a positive manner. I hope that you will love on somebody today, family or friend, that you'll spend time with someone that maybe you haven't spent time with before, that you soften up your stances on some areas that you've been a hardliner on that's caused strife and division and look for opportunities for reconciliation and unity, that maybe you'll 
look at someone who's less fortunate in a more positive light. Maybe you'll even look at yourself in a more positive light. You may not be too t- as tough on yourself or as those who may not be doing what you would want them to do. And I thank you for listening in. And I'm going to go out the way we came in with a Christmas tune by Luther. Uh, and I wish you well. Please go to Our Own Voices Live on Facebook and leave us a comment about the show. Share us your Christmas traditions. Uh, maybe I didn't hit all of them. Feel free to educate me. I love learning. And if we learn, we become better together. We have greater capacity to learn even more. Knowledge is power. Ignorance is not bliss. It can actually be dangerous. Let us learn from history so we don't repeat the mistakes so that we can progress forward. I am Rodney Smith, and you've been listening to Our Own Voices Live, and the title of our show today was Merry Christmas. We plan to be back next Saturday with our Thanksgiving, or excuse me, with our New Year's show. See, it's the season of thanks. With our New Year's show, I hope you'll join us back right here and play some Christmas tunes. It'll give you good cheer. Bye-bye, everybody. Merry Christmas. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our trust will be out of sight. Merry little Christmas now.